Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hi folks, I would like to introduce myself. My name is Payal and I am a traveler who also loves to meet people. And I think a blend of both is where this concept of melting pot has come about. In my melting pot series, I will be talking to lots of inspiring people from different parts of the world and also from different cultures whom I meet during all my travels. The common factor between these folks will be the desire to follow their passion and make it a way of life. So step into this melting pot and enjoy the chats. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Melting Pot. What makes this series so special for me is is this opportunity that I have to meet and talk to some very very extraordinary people while I'm traveling and as you've gathered by now I'm traveling all the time um so Jolene Low um who's my guest today is one such very special person um Jolene's also a traveler like me but of course her travels are uh, you know very very different and have a very different objective as compared to to mine but um we'll get Jolene to tell you all about it um so we actually have been trying to find a suitable time over the past few days to you know to try and connect and finally it it's happening um hi Jolene hi and thank you so much for joining me today um and i understand you are in morocco yes thank okay. you for the invite <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've been wanting to do this for a while um you know as you probably know i would have normally traveled to you and um and we would have had a face to face conversation but <laughs> clearly um you know <clears throat> the 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 it's situation the new now <laughs> yeah it's the new now exactly but i i i can't that can't be my life <laughs> because <laughs> i can't not travel so anyways thank you again and um you know if you've listened to um i sent you links so if you've listened to any of my previous um episodes you sort of get an understanding that i like um it to be a very free flow conversation and i'd like my guests um to really really uh talk about their journey so i'd like you to do the same <laughs> <laughs> yeah my journey is a little um complicated i guess <laughs> but um in summary i mean It's just a little bit about myself. I mean, thank you so much for the invite. I I I truly enjoy your podcast and I love the one that you did in um I believe it was in Vietnam uh with a vegan restaurant uh owner. That's right. 
<laughs> I've done a few in Vietnam. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so a little bit about myself. So I have been in advertising for the last, I think, 12 years. And I, I always call it my past life. And <laughs> people say like, oh, you mean like, the 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 last life that you lived <laughs> I was like no 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 <laughs> um yeah so being in the corporate world um has taught me a lot so um I've grown so much in the and in in the corporate world um during those 12 13 years and one day I just felt like you know everything's so routine and I this is the first time in my life because I'm such a workaholic um, first time that I woke up and I didn't feel like going to work and that was like a trigger point like what is going on something needs to happen um, and I felt so heavy going to work that day I still remember that day very well um, and then I took a break to go to Taiwan and I visited some friends in the, the coastal region a smaller town and I was like, oh, my God, I need to move here. I need to live here. And I wanted to just pick up all my stuff and just move my life there. That's when I met uh, one of my biggest coach in life, uh, which is actually my ex-boss. So she's a Taiwanese. And uh, she was saying that, you know, maybe you should slow down a bit, like, you know, <laughs> test out the market, do three months uh, exploring the city before moving your life there. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And um, so it started in preparation of maybe I should take three months off, you know, from work and just kind of explore Taiwan before moving there. And as I meet more people and talk a little bit more about my plans, it evolved into traveling the world. And so 100 days become 200 days. And now it's been almost uh, in June. It's going to be three years. So that's kind of the nomadic lifestyle I have now. Um, but throughout this three years, oh, it's been crazy and amazing journey. Um, it's probably, I, I would say, like, it's, it's taught me so much more about myself than I could ever actually had before um, and yeah the transformation transitioning from a workaholic to a complete I would call myself I guess a, a free spirit traveler <laughs> and 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 finding passions of what I love to do and finding my life purpose I mean that that journey was amazing um, so yeah now what I do is to make people be more aware of themselves through meditation, through um, healing work, um, through spiritual counseling, and also through food, um, which is one of my passion points. And now it became a little brand that I that I have and I own, um, which is called JL uh, Home Cook. Which <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, it's funny because um, that was the that was the nickname. Um, Everyone had uh, for me when I was working in the advertising, JLo, because that was my email address. So JLO at, you know, yahoo.com. <laughs> <Right. laughs> okay. can, can I just interrupt? Um, yeah. When, you know, you talked about, okay, so you, you woke up one morning and, and you felt like you um, 
you know, that you didn't really want to go to work. So do you think that was um, because you clearly have had a different calling, right? So how did you, I mean, what prompted you into uh, becoming spiritual and, you know, becoming a healer and, um, and wanting to, to give back? Um, what sort of, where did that come from? So that that's the beautiful part. I started my travel not thinking anything spiritual and I wasn't even looking for myself. I was looking for the perfect home for where I want to live. Um, throughout that journey, uh, I've met amazing, like beautiful people who's kind of seeded thoughts and, you know, like triggered thoughts somehow. And, you know, like it's it just kind of reflecting back. Even right now, I'm just reflecting of all the people that I've met who's kind of like a little seed here and there. Um, I think my journey in the spiritual side of um, the journey started in Egypt. And this is this is amazing because um, I would call like, you know, I was reborn in Egypt. And it all started from the, even the first day of me arriving. It was late night. And as soon as I arrived, I felt the, the, the energies like just really overwhelming. And I was thinking like, oh, this is like a summary of Southeast Asia plus India all in one in Egypt. And uh, I met this beautiful woman. Uh, she's actually uh, also a nomadic traveler. She's been traveling for, I think, three to five years, um, and she's uh, American Vietnamese. So she was my host, um, and and she was such a sweet person. And she's like, hey, you know, I'm going for yoga tomorrow morning. Would you like to join me? I was like, oh, yeah. I haven't done yoga in the longest time. And I went with her for yoga in this wellness, beautiful wellness center in Madi in Egypt. Sorry, which part of Egypt? Uh, it's in Cairo, um, and it's, okay. it's this neighborhood called Madi. It's a beautiful place. Um, that's where they actually planted, the government planted one million trees to make it green. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and uh, that's where I met my first guru. And, you know, we shook hands with, a, with someone who introduced us, and immediately I felt like, oh, my God. You know, I know why I'm in Africa and I had that calling for the longest time, but I just didn't really think a lot about it until that moment. I was like, this is the reason why I'm here. And he was my guru, my first guru in Egypt. And that that opened up the whole transformation about um, just reflecting on and like because I had so many layers on. Um, so he made me walk through this exercise of just taking off layers like onion, you know, like peeling off layers and layers of layers that I've pre-built to really find uh, who I am d deep down inside. Basically, you felt that, you know, um, growing up and your, your, during your corporate life, you had uh, this persona about you, which, you know, is what I guess you're referring to the multiple layers. Uh, but deep down, uh, there was something else which you had kind of tucked away. Is that what you're... Yeah. So it's, 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 really, it's really interesting um, because 
it's interesting that you actually asked this. Um, so, like my background, just so everyone knows, um, in the in the corporate world, I was the sales head, and being in the sales field, um, often you have to kind of adapt to the environment, to the clients that you're working with. So, a lot of friends that I talk to now, like after being not in the corporate world anymore. Like often we feel like we are a little lost of who we are because we're so adaptive to our environment. You know, we're constantly changing ourselves to suit this person that we need to convince to buy things from us, you know. Um, so we really do not have kind of like a backbone um, ultimately because there's just so many different personas that we're trying to be. Um, and I never had a time in my life to to really just think about who is Jolene, who who is she, you know. Um, so yeah, that's that's exactly it. And so um, from Egypt, um, where I mean, did you? You're from Malaysia, right? Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... I don't belong anywhere. <laughs> I I feel exactly the same way. So, I mean, I completely understand where you're coming from. Of course, um, you know, my journey is not anywhere compared to yours um, in terms of, you know, finding myself and all of that. But, um, you know, that's what makes you so special. Um, so you, um, you know, so after you found your guru, um, what happened did you con did you just stay back in egypt or did you use whatever um y you know knowledge um that you were able to absorb from your guru Where did you share it um what did you i mean what what kind of a path did you follow after that other than being a nomad um you know in terms of finding yourself how did you then take it forward you're listening to a fusion of stories recounted for the first time ever by some fascinating people from across the globe with me Pyle, on this very unique and special podcast series melting pot yeah so after i met this guru um and I met a few more gurus after, even in the same center. And all of this uh, meeting at this point was really by chance. And, um, you know, it's meant to be. Um, so I, I, was, I was supposed to volunteer in Kenya uh, for two weeks in uh, working with the orphanage home. And I had to push it out um, because I felt like there was this strong sense of connection and just feeling I need to do this uh, and I need to work on myself before I could actually help others and yeah so through this guru um, I I did a almost like a two weeks um, cleansing of myself a lot of meditation a lot of um, just him talking to me and really resolving a lot of all these tensions and emotional clots, I would call it, um, and, and, and really releasing them. Um, because, you know, a lot of us, we store all these emotional uh, thoughts, memories, and um, I guess challenges. Um, and we just kind of put it aside thinking that, you know, that's the way 
of life. You know, you just put it aside, you don't think about it, and that resolves it. But no, it keeps lingering and it's growing. And and so he pushed me to face all of it, um, one and, you know, every single one of them, and which is really powerful in a way because nobody has actually pushed me to, to think like that. And, and one of this really... Like I really want to tell you the story um, uh, of of my journey in Dandara. I'm not sure if you've been to Egypt. Have you? Oh, no, I haven't. I haven't been to Egypt. Okay, so if you actually ever go to Egypt, if you're visiting Luxor, which is all where the historical temples are and the tombs, so 45 minutes from Luxor is this town called Dandara. And um, through my through my you know like the traveling uh, journey, I I felt myself being very attracted to one of the goddesses, um, and I just I just feel like connecting with her, and it's goddess of Hathor, um, and she's the goddess of love, you know, um, enjoyment, so like music, alcohol, uh, all all of the the happiness side of um, of, of life so and so she had a temple in Dandara and I only had like three hours in the morning uh, to really see her that temple and so I traveled to make it happen and in that temple it was amazing because I was there at like 6 a.m in the morning and I was the only one and through this journey of um, just looking through the temple there was a special room that I entered um, and, you know, like this guard who was uh, working there for more than 40 years. Um, he was telling me that this is a secret place and go in first. You know, I was just like, oh, gosh, going into this temple room. And as soon as I step into the room, I heard this voice, which is like, your baby is OK. And I was just shocked. Because it's been probably five, six years. I haven't thought about it. I lost a baby uh, because of ectopic pregnancy. But I used to not be not able to talk about it because, you know, it's, it's a taboo topic. And, and you know, it just feels very shameful not talking about it. But, you know, um, that experience has made me realize that there was unresolved issues within me. And through that, that, that temple, um, so as soon as I, I, I heard those voice, I was just really shocked. And then here comes in the guard who is like, okay, so let me tell you about this room. And he goes, this is the birthing room of Hathor. And immediately I had goosebumps all over my hands thinking like, oh my God, this is scary. Um, and, and a beautiful thing happened in that room because he was, it's as though he knew. So he put me in like next to this wall and he's like, put your head here, put your hand here, facing the, the moon and the sun, which are symbols of on the wall. Uh, and he just kind of did this like healing session, which at that point I didn't understand it. I was like, I don't know what he's doing. Um, so he did that. And after that, I, I, I had this thought that, oh, maybe I have some unresolved emotional things I need to work on. So coming back to Cairo, to that, you know, um, the wellness center there, and I saw a class that's like forgiveness meditation. 
and uh, I, I went to that class thinking that I need to resolve this. So went through that class and discovered that, you know, forgiveness meditation is such a powerful tool. Um, and I discovered those unresolved issues, not with myself anymore, uh, apparently because he did the healing session. So I've cleansed that out, but I have issues with my parents. <laughs> so that triggered another journey uh, for me to go through. And that's how I actually met my second guru, uh, who's a pranic healer. And it was just so happened that she's free for the next three days. And I was, I, I only had four more days in Egypt before I get kicked out <laughs> and, and our schedules just synced. And, you know, that was a one-on-one session to train me up for level one. Um, and yeah, and, and, and that really started my whole journey into healing. Um, and it was because of that experience. It was really powerful. So you're now a pranic healer. Yes. Okay. <laughs> what? So I mean, going back to that temple, the god was actually a healer. This is this is the most crazy thought that I have. Uh, yeah, like I I met this this really petite little sweet man, and he's done all this healing stuff on me, and. Um, here I was, you know, uh, thinking like, oh gosh, you know, I should be more careful. <laughs> you know, the typical thought that um, a solo traveler, especially female, would have, uh, like, what was I doing? You know, like really trusting people like that. Um, and and there he was, just really not thinking about anything else, but you know, to 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 help this woman uh, that's in front of him. Did you go back again to that temple? No, I didn't. It would be an amazing story to go back and to see him again. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, okay, this is a different level of together, but what if he actually doesn't exist and he exactly. was just <laughs> and he was that's there. one of my thoughts for the longest time actually. I was like, was he even there? Because <laughs> it's Wow, that's amazing. So, um, so now, um, I mean, so you you became a pranic healer, and um, I and and you know you'd mentioned earlier that you're working with um, um, uh, children who are autistic. So, yeah, yeah tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so my recent journey, um, I feel like the the way we the way that I travel in my first year was completely like tourism based, you know, going to see beautiful places. I mean, I love it all, um, but it, it started to be a bit like mm, I need more. I need more. So this year um, is really focused on helping others, um, those who are in need. Um, last year, I actually found a. Uh, a volunteering work in Morocco, actually, and um, for autistic children. And I was fascinated because that, that word has been in my mind a lot during my meditation times. And I just didn't know how to get myself involved. And I found a, a volunteering camp in Morocco. And 
I was just so happy. So I went for it and it was an amazing journey to see um, these women, uh, these parents actually trying, having no no resource at all to to kind of elevate their understanding and awareness and education about how to work with their kids. Um, And there's zero, nothing at all in in small towns. So it was amazing. This founder actually organized these camps. We're flying all these uh, consultants and therapists to travel all the way to Morocco. And that was my first experience with uh, autism. And um, this year, I am kind of dedicating myself uh, to focusing on this need. Um, And I'm I've also started to work on sound, um, and that was one of the messages during my meditation to to really work with sound. And so right now, I'm just kind of toying around the the element of using sound to help build some tools uh, to help these autistic uh, family to to enable them to use sound to kind of lower down the vibration um, when the autistic child is actually in a new environment where steaming is happening um, to to really help them understand by kind of using different tools, uh, music instruments to calm them down, essentially. Um, yeah, so that that's something that I, I'm still working on. That's why I'm I'm not really sharing a lot about it because uh, I feel like it needs a little bit more time, like maybe a year next year I could talk more about it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. I mean, uh, yeah, it makes sense. I can have another conversation with you next year. <laughs> <laughs> I can follow up. <laughs> yeah, I can follow up. Yeah, like a part two. So, I mean, now I know that you can't leave Morocco because of, <laughs> you know, the, the global situation at the moment. But what uh, what are your plans? What are you um, thinking of? Are you going to, once you've, um, oh, and, and which part of Morocco are you in? Uh, I'm currently in Tangier. So it's the north part. It's, it's the beautiful part near the coast, uh, the sea. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so what, um, you know, once you've kind of discovered, understood, you know, and uh, worked with, um, with parents and, and children, you know, using sound in uh, Morocco, is it something that you would like to travel with? you know, and go to other centers around the world? Is that something that you'd like to do? Um, I I would definitely say yes, um, if my theory works. <laughs> and I've worked with mul- multiple different children. And I understand that each um, child is very different. Um, so that, that comes with it by traveling and understanding and working with different um, children everywhere in the world. Um, yes. So yeah, to answer your question, yes, I would love to do that traveling as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's so, I mean, Jolene, you have so many different, um, very fascinating kind of, I, I, I won't use the word layers because you've already stripped off all of the layers. <laughs> There's multiple. <laughs> Um, so I don't really, I can't think of a term, but, um, 
you know, how is it like, is it all interconnected? Um, you know, pranic healing. So you use pranic healing um, to to help um, communicate as well with the children and with others. Yeah. So I I am trained in both um, soul reading, uh, Reiki, as well as um, pranic healing, and now sound. Um, but what I believe in is there's just no one single tool or media or, you know, method in, in each soul, I would call it, um, whether it's child or adult, right? Um, and, and every time when I'm working with uh, different clients, um, it's just so different um, what their soul needs, what ultimately they need um yeah, so so there's there's just no one single method. So um, it's sometimes a combination of both or three, or it's completely something that I'm not even trained for. But um, what I do is just be connected as much as possible to my my gut, um, to so, yeah. my instinct. For you, a lot of it is intuitive. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So does it, um, I mean, personally, if you are obviously, uh, energy must be, a, um, an important source, right? Yeah. Um, so do you, I mean, do you, um, when you're in the healing process, when you're healing, um, through whatever different, um, souls, as you mentioned, um, do you, does it impact you personally or is it is there a way in which you are able to kind of deflect it so that you don't get personally because that's a, absorbing a lot of energy right or you or uh, because i don't really know much about reiki and uh, so my question may sound really really uh, nonsensical but <laughs> just just <laughs> to make me understand um, is there, I mean, is there a method where you just deflect the energy, you know, the negative energies that you may receive? Yeah, so um, that's a beautiful and powerful question. And, and often a lot of people ask, especially even, even those who actually are familiar with energy healing. Um, so I work in this method that I'm a channel, right? So I do not... I do not give you the energy that's from me. Um, I'm just a channel, uh, and the universal is the source of the energy. Um, and as a channel, I try to keep myself as clean as possible, and that's why I try not to kill any mosquitoes. <laughs> no killing of any animals of sorts. So I'm a vegan by nature and um, and no alcohol, which has been for two years now and, and I feel good about it. Um, and as a, as a channel, just keeping myself clean um, because it's important that you're, you, you are as intuitive as you can be you know like no self-doubt no self you know a, a lot of negative uh thoughts and emotions are in place um so i do a daily 
morning meditation um, to clear all of these thoughts and you know all this negativity, if there's any, um, away and release it out um, before I start my work with different clients. And yeah, so like that—that's kind of like the 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 ultimate uh, chant, like the 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 routine that I do. And as a channel, um, we we work with the universal energy to 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 take in, you know, like from sun, from trees, from nature, from Mother Earth, um, to to connect uh, the client with those universal energies and. Um, kind of transporting this energy across to them so yeah like one common question is you know as a as a practitioner i don't really call myself as a healer uh, as a practitioner um do you get really tired after you know five or six sessions or you know like 10 sessions Um, and the answer is you should not be because ultimately you should not feel that way because um the energy source is from universe and it's not you and if you're feeling that way then there's something that you need to do more um, to ensure that you're a complete channel and you're not having um, you're not taking you're not um, giving your own energy out um, to to the clients that you work with right right okay Thank you for clarifying that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I could really continue to talk with you um, <laughs> a lot longer, but I guess I have to cap it. Um, so, I mean, it's just been thank you is all I can say for, you know, sharing your thoughts, your your journey, your experiences. Um, I mean, I'm sure you have a lot more um, experiences and the, you know, that you've had over these past five years, um, which I mean, I'd love to hear about, and I'm sure my listeners would as well. But, um, you know, like, like we said earlier, we probably next year have a part two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, yeah, great. So thank you so much and keep doing what you're doing. Um, you know, um, I mean, I think your effort and your, your, just your, you know, your, 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 uh, how shall I, I don't know how to, to say, say this in, in the right way. Um, you know, I think it's, it's that purity that you have in you, which um, is something that is special. So, so good with everything. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I think same goes to you. I'm, I'm just so happy to be invited and, and yeah, I, I really hope that your listeners and, and everyone else out there really enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's really about self-awareness. So I, I really hope that came out across. <laughs> Absolutely. It did. It did. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jolene. Thank you. Have a good day. I'm completely blown away by Jolene's clarity of thought in the way she has talked about her journey of rediscovering herself, her chosen path of spirituality, giving more meaning to her life. 
It takes a lot of courage to step into the unknown and to break away from a very structured lifestyle and lead a nomadic one. What I think is beautiful about this life that she has chosen for herself is that she's so free. Must be liberating to not fall into the worldly trappings. Also, she is sharing her learnings and she is helping others. This chat with Jolene has been extremely special for me. Hope you've enjoyed listening to Jolene talk about her journey. As always, I'm excited to bring you a lot more human stories from across the globe. So stay tuned for the next episode of Melting Pot with me, Pyle. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.